Start your day. The best day of the week. A football Friday here on the fan. 877-337-6666. Just me and Carlos. Apparently, uh, Fleegs is not here today. That's what I was told. I was told he's, he's sort of here, but he's not here. Carlos is running the ship. That's it. Taking your phone calls, 877-337-6666. All the way to 5 o'clock on our five-hour midnight ride. Until we get to the warm-up show right here on the fan. All right. There is some football. We'll get to it. Knicks, again, reiterate exactly what I said yesterday about how they need their superstars to even win tight games against Washington. We'll get to that, too. But we'll start with the Yankees today because they had... A Zoom conference. First of all, let's just start there. This sucks. All right, I just want to start there. Simply, this sucks. I know we all got comfortable with it since COVID. I understand it's changed the world, but these Zoom press conferences suck. Like what? I, I understand Marcus Stroman's not lighting the world on fire. That his signing isn't making Yankee fans think World Series. We're going to get to it in a second, but. I mean, they went out and traded for Juan Soto on a Zoom. Brian Cashman's literally doing this while he's driving. Brian Cashman at the at the press conference today, whatever you want to call it, he's answering questions. He's driving. I mean, he is literally multitasking through a, a an introductory press conference. Normally, they hand flowers to the the wives. They do all these things. They have a dais. No, no, no. Now we just have Marcus Stroman in his kitchen, and then we have Brian Cashman driving down the road on his way to wherever the hell he's going. Not my house for lunch, despite what many people might can, might uh, misconstrue. So, I mean, I just, I hate this. I hate this. Can we have the actual get in the room, have the thing at Yankee Stadium or something? Like, I just miss those days. It, it so sucks that we've gotten just so easy that you just, whatever the case now, we just put it on Zoom. Who cares? Ah, we'll put it on Zoom. That's like, it feels so lazy. I don't know why it bothers me, but it does. I like the pomp and circumstance. It's part of it. Can you imagine if Cole... In 2019, had a Zoom press conference. Instead of standing up there, and he had to, he had, he had to put that big sign that, uh, you know, always a Yankee, whatever, whatever the sign said. I don't even remember at this point now. But like, if he had to put that over the Zoom, like I'm, I'm, I miss those days of having that. But anyway, they did introduce Marcus Stroman, and you know what? <laughs> Clean slate, it's over, right? That's how you know. As much as we might have talked about all this, and listen, it still might rear his ugly head. All the issues he's had, all the stuff on Twitter, going at people, attacking people, getting involved in every conversation, all the stuff we've talked about, all the issues we might still be worried about with Mark and Stroman and the New York Yankees, it's as of right now, it's a clean slate. And you know it's not that big of a deal if it can be wiped away within the first couple of questions of the press conference. 
Like he takes care of the oh, we laughed about it. All the the stuff with Cashman and, and he him and Cashman going back and forth. Like he laughed. Oh, listen, I never really thought it was a big deal. I understood. I was mad a little bit, but then Cashman made sure to reach out and apologize to me. We we were chuckling about it. Oh, you misunderstood? Yeah, I misunderstood. I'm glad I can come and and pitch in front of this fan base and. You know, that's part of it, too. I like the limelight. I want everyone to see what kind of person I am. And he's clearly extremely excited to be a Yankee. And normally, now he's a different guy. He can be a little bit tough to root for. We just prefaced everything that happened on Twitter and all the different maturations of, of his issues with either this fan base or baseball fans or, you know, whomever that he's somehow gotten involved in with one way or another on Twitter uh, or X or Instagram or whatever. But ultimately... I typically like to give the benefit of the doubt to the guys who want to be Yankees. And make no mistake, this kid wants to be a Yankee. Marcus Stroman wants to be a Yankee. Grew up in Long Island. He's always wanted to be a Yankee. Part of the reason he probably clapped back at Cashman is because he was disappointed he wasn't traded to the Yankees. We all know it. He wants to be a Yankee. And I do think he's someone who can thrive underneath the limelight of the pinstripes. And listen, I thought that about Rodon. I'm going to get into him in a second at 877-337-6666. But like, I feel really good. I feel really good that Marcus Stroman can be exactly what the Yankees got him to be. And that is not someone at the top of the rotation. Obviously not with Cole on the team. It's not even someone to be Cole's right-hand man at the number two spot in the rotation. It is someone to take the ball every fifth day, give them a hopefully if he stays healthy, give them a ton of innings and be someone who's going to pitch to what he's normally pitched to at three and a half ERA and be that steady force to stabilize a rotation that has a million question marks in it. A million question marks in it. And for me, the biggest problem with this team and the the most, if we talk about it, I know, you know, BT's talking about it, best team in the American League. I've talked about the idea that I think they're right there as one of the best teams in the American League, but not some, not, not clearly better than the Astros. Not and certainly until they beat the Astros, I don't care what the what the actual roster says. Particularly in December and January, until they beat the Astros, how can you possibly say they're better than them? And then the not better than the Texas Rangers, not necessarily. I mean, not better than the Baltimore Orioles necessarily, but they are right there with them and could be if everything goes right. Right. That's but and the main reason I feel that way is the starting rotation and the amount of question marks this starting rotation has. So we know what's what Marcus Stroman is. Marcus Stroman is someone that they pivoted to after they lost out on Yamamoto, after the idea that Snell was too expensive, after the idea that some of these trade uh, pieces, whether it be Burns or or, or uh, Bieber or, or whomever, Lazardo with Miami, whatever the case may be, the Yankees never felt comfortable Making that move, paying that much for Snell, paying that much for Montgomery, the asking price for Montgomery, not paying for, you know, whomever, or not trading and giving up pieces for, for Dylan Cease. They've been uncomfortable. They were willing to be uncomfortable for one player, and that was Yamamoto. And besides that, they are not comfortable. And ultimately, Marcus Stroman, going to be a good piece. I think Marcus Stroman is going to thrive in this in the bright lights of New York. I think he does welcome it. I think he'll be exactly what they're paying him to be, which is a stabilizing force and someone you can count on, but not necessarily be the guy who takes this team and this rotation from being run-of-the-mill, good enough to be a playoff team, to being a force and a danger inside this American League. And the lineup can be, right? I think the lineup can be. 
Obviously, uh, Strowman said in the press conference that Soto's the greatest hitter he's ever faced. I mean, I, I'm sure someone's going to tweak that into, what do you mean? You know, Judge happens to own him, too. Judge has tremendous numbers against Marcus Stroman. So I'm sure it's part of it. Oh, are you going to say that? You're going to go walk in? You're going to have to see the captain, and then suddenly Soto's better. Someone will twist those words around. But the idea that they've made the changes to the, to the lineup, I do think the lineup can be one of the better lineups in baseball as long as Soto is Soto, Judge is healthy. With the, uh, I, I do believe the difference they've made in the lineup with Verdugo, and I, I fully believe Torres is still going to be the hitter he was and the guy I was screaming about yesterday about being snubbed as one of the top 10 second basemen in the league. All that, the lineup is good, but this rotation, and if you had any interest in the Yankees furthering this rotation or recognizing that, this conference with Brian Cashman, for me, was over in the first answer. I didn't need to go any further than the first answer Brian Cashman gave to understand exactly where the Yankees are. And the first question he was asked was, where do you feel this rotation is with the New York Yankees? And this was his answer. I think we have a good rotation if everything goes right, which you know you know, is something you don't want to count on and, and uh, lay back. Uh, counting on, so we will constantly continue to look and tinker if possible, And uh, but we do like what we have at the same time. Oh, you like what you have, do you? So what do you think you should, you know, do moving forward? If we can run into some opportunities that that uh, that make enough sense, you know, uh, it's a possibility, but, but otherwise, we do like what we have. Yeah, okay. Right there, first thing he says. The first thing he says is the same thing I've said, the same thing every talking head at the station has said, everything everyone has said. The one thing I'll give Cashman is he is as honest as they come, right? I got on Stearns the other day. I don't know if Stearns is being completely honest with you. I think on some level he believes it, but like firm footing, we expect this team to be a playoff team. I don't know. I don't know. But I know Brian Cashman is honest when he tells you, I think we have a good rotation if everything works out. That's literally what he just said. And then he said, well, listen, if something falls in our lap, maybe we'll do something. Nothing else is coming. This year, that's supposed to be all in. This year that we were told after last year, after Rodon, we weren't done. This year, we're all in. They trade for Juan Soto. Everything's about this year. And the introductory press conference for Marcus Stroman is the one addition that they are going to make to this rotation. We talked about the money and where the, the threshold is already with the team. They're at $300 million. Every penny spent after this is going to be doubled via the tax. They are not, have no misconceptions. Let's just make it clear today, right now. The Yankees are done adding to the rotation. And Brian Cashman told you as much. He also told you that he's uncomfortable with where the rotation is. And the Yankees, it's tough to do both right now, and that's why I'm disappointed in the Yankees. Under different circumstances, under another year, but coming off this season, coming off this miserable year, the worst in my memory as a 40-year-old Yankee fan, coming off that season to go out there and then trade for Juan Soto for possibly one year, Give up a Michael King, who at the end of the year looked like he could have been that number two we're searching for right now. I'm not saying they shouldn't have done it. Bravo. Do it. Go get Juan Soto. But he's one year. And you're going to enter free agency next year with, who knows, obviously the talk of what Steve Cohen will maybe be willing to do in 2025. 
and the money he has and the Yankees fully already admitting who, who knows who can compete with Steve Cohen, he might be willing to give him money. Hell, every of the Dodgers figure out a way to give money. And then there might just be a team you don't know. They might lose Juan Soto next year. This was supposed to be the all-in year. So I have to admit, and I love Brian Cashman, right? And I love the New York Yankees. Well, hear me loud and hear me clear. The idea that Brian Cashman, in the first answer of the press conference uh, yesterday for Strowman, said these two things. One, I'm uncomfortable with the rotation. It could be good. I mean, we like what we have. But everything would have to work out for it to be a good rotation. And you really can't count on those things. And then to follow it up with, well, listen, you never know. If something falls in our lap, we, if something unexpected comes along, maybe we could do something. In other words, I'm uncomfortable with the rotation we're going to head into this season with. And that, for me, on a year where we're supposed to be out there trying to make sure this is the year to justify trading for Juan Soto, to go out there and say we are no longer the 82-win Yankees. We are a World Series contender. We're not just good enough to make the playoffs in now a new MLB where the playoffs are easily attained. We are not just one of the teams inside the American League. We are the force. We are the evil empire. We are the team you have to come through if you want to get to the World Series. And on that year, where it's painfully obviously it needed to be that type of year, the Yankees aren't comfortable with the rotation they have, and they're going to do nothing about it. And that, to me, is unacceptable. As much as I might think, as of right now, they are good enough to make a postseason, and I'll argue all day with anyone who does who wants to call it a crap. It's a crapshoot. And they are good enough to win the World Series. I firmly believe that. And there's the trade deadline, and they'll they'll talk about that till kingdom come, that they're never done adjusting the team. They're never done building the team. The roster is never complete until you get past the, the trade deadline. And I fully expect them on some level to be involved in that market. But we know the trade deadline is not what it used to be. With the added playoffs, with all the revenue sharing, there are more teams than ever who believe they're in on it. There are more teams than ever who want to chase it. We saw it last year. We saw it last year where Bellinger was the perfect fit for the New York Yankees, and they went into the season saying, we don't necessarily need a left fielder. I mean, we're not comfortable. It's almost verbatim. The, the rotation right now feels like left field last year. Where, hey, let's see what Cabrera and Hicks can be. I still have confidence in Hicks. Uh, Cabrera was really great for us down the stretch of the season. We'll start there. If need be, we'll attack that at the trade deadline. And then... Not many guys emerged. Reynolds signs a long-term deal with the Pirates. And then the Cubs pulled back Bellinger because they got hot right at the wrong time and said, what the hell, we'll chase a, a playoff spot because you know what? It's a crapshoot, and the Arizona Diamondbacks can make it to the World Series, so why not us? So who knows? Yeah, there may be more names that emerge that aren't available right now. So I'm not saying it's impossible to improve the rotation of the trade deadline, but this wasn't the year to go into it hoping you can do it there. So that was it. That's the, that's all I needed to hear from Brian Cashman. That's all I needed to hear because I, I think they'll add pieces to the bullpen. And the one thing I trust about the Yankees is building a bullpen. Right? That's the one thing they have done consistently for years. They'll find arms we've never heard of. They'll bring in guys. They'll bring in sinker slider guys in particular. And Matt Blake will work his magic. And they'll be far better than we thought they could have been. I mean, I'm still a little concerned about the, the closer role 
It, uh, I do think Clay, uh, Clay Holmes is an excellent pitcher. I do. I think he could be a dominant force, but he has his moments. We all know it. And he would scare me in the big game. Until he proves that he he's he, he can do it, I'm nervous about it. But I think they can figure that out. I don't need a $100 million closer. I don't. But right now with this rotation, it's just not – it's too many question marks. It's too many question marks. And the biggest one being Carlos Rodon, who they addressed in the press conference as well, and he talked about he voluntarily showed up to uh, camp early and he's already working out. I mean, this guy last year who said all the same things Stroman said about reveling in the pressure and loves the fact that the fan base boos and loves the fact that the fan base is so on top of you and loves the fact how intelligent and smart the fan base is and how much they expect from you. Said all the right things. Then dealt with this, uh, an arm issue and a back issue that kept him out almost more than half the year, and then he was awful. That's the guy that this entire season is pinned on. If Rodon reverts back to what he was two years ago, the Yankees are the dangerous force I'm talking about. Because Cole and a, a vintage Rodon is as good as any one-two punch in baseball. That's how good he was before they signed him. Which, with the, his last year with the White Sox and his first year with, with, with San Francisco, you are talking about a guy who led the league in strikeouts per nine, a guy who led the league in swing and misses. I mean, this is a guy who's a dominant pitcher. And if you have him and Cole back-to-back, then I feel better about the question marks of Nestor Cortez and maybe a question mark of Clark Schmidt. But the idea that I have to rely my entire season and what I feel about whether or not this team can be a Super uh, a Super Bowl, a World Series like fixture and a team that I expect to be in the World Series or just a team I hope can compete to be a playoff team is hung on the balance of a pitcher who last year not only was hurt, not only didn't pitch well, but seemed to be impacted by the New York market he claimed he embraced. That's a lot to overlook, to hang the balance of a season. So that's where we are at the New York Yankees. This rotation, the last piece that's going to be added in this offseason was introduced today. And I feel good about him. I think it's a great bargain. I think it's a great contract. And I feel pretty comfortable he'll be a really, really lock-solid number four or a pretty good three. But that doesn't change the Yankees into what they need to transform into, which is the best team in the American League. It just makes them one of the teams in the American League. And that's not good enough when you're hanging your hat on the idea of winning a championship with Juan Soto because you might have just traded away all your pitching depth for one year of the man. Just not good enough. 877-337-6666. We'll open up with some baseball and some Yankee talk. Again, Knicks with a a tight win against Washington. And, of course, Brunson is an absolute stud in the fourth quarter and carries this team, but... How many days can he do it? I mean, that's what you have, right? You have a guy who carries the team and won't let you lose, but you got to figure out a way to get some bench pieces where it doesn't have to be this just to beat Washington. Sloppy game, a lot of turnovers, but in the end, the the Knicks superstars, namely Brunson, would not allow them to lose the game, so we got some Knicks to talk about. Obviously, Divisional uh, play weekend, a bunch of good games, including what probably is the game of the year, Kansas City-Buffalo. I look forward to talking with that. So we got a lot to get to, plenty of time to do it. 